He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. It's time to start doing a little bit of off-season housekeeping, meaning we're going to begin doing our conference previews. Anyone who has tuned into the show and it previously was just the FCS Football Podcast knows that's how we built up the show, doing the conference uh, previews, and we're going to be doing that for the FCS and FBS. Today, we are kicking things off with the big sky. Sean, how are we doing today? How was your St. Patrick's Day, by the way? Here's what I, you know, when you were a kid and you were going over to someone's house and your dad would say, or your parents would say, don't make a mess, clean up after yourself, mind your manners. I don't want to hear any reports of you leaving their house in a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've carried that along with me in my life best as I could. Okay. Uh, but what I've learned now is the next house that I go to for a party or a pregame, I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to mind my manners given. You're just going to trash it. Be, uh, what's the reason? Uh, we had a, we had a little get together. Uh, during yeah. the day yesterday before going out, uh, probably about 20, 25 people at its height. I cleaned afterwards, which someone had to. It's all good. But watch out because whoever I'm going to next, you won't find a surface. Wait. You won't find a square centimeter of your counter without a crumb on it. You want me to put my bottle cap away? No. I'm going to pick, I'm going to leave it underneath your couch cushion. That's what I'm going to do. Sean, this is the vicious cycle, though, that creates it, man. You got to put out the good karma. Because I had been putting out the good karma. You you know what the reality of this is, Sean? Is that you probably got really drunk once and you didn't know it and you trashed somebody's house and everybody came back and they Uh, did it to you. That's what's happening. uh, I clean up after myself. I clean up after myself and my drinks. You know what I do? When I finish a six pack or a 12 pack, all my cans go back inside of the pack. So all that's you left. You are very good about that. You are very good about that. I don't like credit for the, I don't like the cardboard and then the extra cans. If if the cardboard came with cans in it, it can leave with cans in it. That's what it could do. Drinking so, my okay, bubbly, so, spilling it everywhere. Were you making mimosas? Is that what was going yeah, on? Yeah, some mimosas. We're going. <laughs> Uh, and they, Sean, did, they didn't even touch the mini keg, which which stops a lot of the spill. I, the mini keg is overrated, Sean. I, I'll admit. I think every time I've interacted with the mini keg, it has never been fully consumed, and then it just ends up being this annoyance to dispose of because you got to like dump it in the sink, and then the sink stinks, and you can't just throw it out because it's just this heaping mass of soggy flat beer that you have in this mini keg that you opened it overrated never buy a mini keg the the, the rest of the heineken in that will not be wasted i'll tell you that after this show me and that mini keg are going to have words about why it wasn't drank yesterday me and me and it are going to have a conversation but i had a fun time tracking along with the uh the 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 bets that of yours that weren't hitting uh, that you just every time someone lost that you were letting everybody know that they stank uh, you know what very entertaining you know what I wasn't even betting on those games but I was so disappointed in these college basketball teams and their stupid fans in this I laughed at the Purdue fans I was happy they lost you stink oh, yeah. good for fairly Dickinson it was great but I'm just looking at the I'm like you stink and all these high seated teams stink I bet. So much this weekend. You know what my outcome was before today, this what? morning? I lost $2. Oh, 
It's not bad. I had bets that hit for $100. I had uh, just the quantity killed me. You too many bets. I was getting some odds boost. I lost in the sauce. Which helped. And then I I think I just had a fun weekend gambling. And I only lost $2. You had a much more entertaining weekend than I had. Dude, I on, I don't know if you went out on Friday, but Uh, I tried to go to the, there's this one bar that's like an Irish bar. That that was St. Actually, St. Patrick's Day was Friday. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, a lot I of did, people were out I did go out, Saturday. Uh, shortly, though. Very short on Friday. Yeah, I, I wasn't out for that long. But I tried to go to a bar to watch some of the games. And I, I think that this bar might have been... I love going to this bar. But might be one of the worst bars in Los Angeles on days that there are holidays. Because they don't... I've never seen this, that a bar stops... Doesn't stop letting people in. And they just kept letting people into this bar, mm-hmm. despite it being way over the capacity. capacity. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Walked in, couldn't move, and then couldn't get out. And it took about like 15 minutes to leave this bar because it was so packed. I Well, here's the thing. I don't get that. That wasn't the case in downtown Arlington um, where – He's dead? No, 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 no. It was packed out the ass. But we have mm-hmm. been acquainted – we've been going to this one bar for so long. We know all the bouncers. So in a line of about – I don't know, a hundred people. Uh, we just walked up to the guy, <laughs> gave him a little handshake, and then walked right in in front of all of them. Which was uh, was was there a little money in the handshake? No money in the handshake. the handshake. We we trust me. We we the money in the handshake happens every now and then uh, because the the waiting in line does not seem prosperous for us. That's not what we're gonna do. But this time it was just, hey, how's it going? Because sometimes we'll go there on a slow Thursday and chop it up with them. So, but uh, that that was that was fun. We left like twenty minutes afterwards. Sean, before we do get into the big sky stuff, uh, can we get an update on the pasta situation? The vodka sauce pasta no situation? One, no update? No one has copped. I, oh. I tried to put the vices on both of them. Neither of them copped. And uh, I don't know. Tyler's been in California for the last week, so it hasn't been a huge issue. Where is he in California? He's working. San Francisco, stuff like that. Oh, uh, gross. San Francisco stinks. <laughs> He's enjoying some in and out today. He sent, the, he sent the, a rather appetizing picture. I'll, I'll give him that. I, I don't I you know where I lie. I'm not I'll have to go out and taste it when I when I to give my full review. But you haven't you probably haven't even tried it. Mm. I've seen enough. I know what it tastes like. I, I I've obviously had enough burgers for myself and my future children combined in my life, but I so I know what the in and out burger burger tastes like. Uh, but you know, for the experience. The remaining not remaining, I think the now ongoing bit the underrated bit on this show that I don't think it's talked about enough is how will Sean ever make it to California to visit? I don't think he will. It's I don't think he will. It will happen. It will. I bet. Wait, wait. I bet I make it to DC to visit before you make it out here to visit. I, you want I, to bet? I will, no, 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 no. That I just. I will. Uh, I will make it out to California before that. I, 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 we just have to talk about something after the show. Regardless, okay, I, I will. Okay, I will be. Okay, uh, okay, I will be okay. in California in April or May. I, I, okay. Some stuff is popping up, but uh, but yes, that, that will be. It, it. it remains to be seen. It, it remains. I to understand. Be seen. <laughs> I understand. Uh, speaking of California, we've got some California teams that we're talking about on today's Big Sky preview for 2023, Sean. The Big Sky last year produced a lot of really good playoff teams and just a lot of really good teams in general that were very competitive last season. I think even the back half of the conference was still very competitive and it had the big dog at the top in Sac State that made a a very long run, did not reach the national championship, 
but led a very long competitive run. We had all those other top dogs that had really strong years that we're used to. Montana State, Idaho, Weber State, Montana. And then also, you know, sneakily, UC Davis was a pretty quality program this past year. Sean, I want to take this team by team with the teams from the top that did really well last year. And then just kind of some highlights on the back end, if we should pay attention to any of the weak teams last year. Frankly, I don't think we should. It's a very top-heavy conference. But to start us off, Sacramento State, who went 12-1 last year, they were one of the darlings of the tournament. They were a team that a lot of people were picking to win the FCS National Championship. And now they're depleted. They lost their head coach. Andy Thompson, the defensive coordinator, steps in as the new head coach. Now Stanford has a new head man uh, after Sac State lost their guy. Both of their quarterbacks are also gone. And on top of that, we made a very strong note here that Cameron Skedabo, who was one of the top running backs in the country last year, jumped up and he's going to be playing for Kenny Dillingham at Arizona State, which is a huge add for Arizona State because he was such a good running back last year. So now we sit, Sean. I, I don't think that this is an over-exaggeration. I'm sorry, Sacramento State fans. I think it's going to be a down year. Uh, I'm not saying that this is going to be a, a complete fall off of a cliff. But to make the transition, not only from losing all of those key important players to losing your head coach, but I think an under, under, underrated aspect of this is that transitioning from such an offensive-minded head coach to now your defensive coordinator leading things, that to me takes a little time to get used to. And I don't think this is going to be a hit-the-ground-running type of a situation. Well, there are going to be some position battles, uh, primarily Cal Mago and Connor Stutz, the two punters on Sacramento State are going to have a huge spring going back and forth. You're an ass. M- Mago from Geelong, <laughs> Australia, and then Stutz from Seattle, Washington. So, opposite. Uh, I'm a, by the way, I'm a big anti uh, Australian. Oh, guy. here we go. Keep our local guys. <laughs> I want the local guys to succeed, damn it. I'm sick and tired of these 25, 30 year old guys showing up on these rosters. You're a grown ass man. You were an electrician four months ago. Give me the guy from from Seattle. I have no idea if he's any good. <laughs> Connor Stutz, your team Connor Stutz. I'm team Connor Stutz. We are. I am a Connor Stutz stand on this on this <laughs> oh, podcast. You stick on ice. I. You know what? We need to monitor this. We're gonna monitor <laughs> this. We're gonna pay attention to this. Damn it! I'm invested. I say the the punter uh, primary because P, P uh, comes before Q on the rosters, but the, the Qs are really what we're looking for, and that's. Who is going to be leading them right now on their roster? Caden Bennett, Dorian Hale, Carson Camp, and Carson Conklin. Two Carsons in the quarterback room. So you did, by the way, you did almost glaze over an important thing there. Mm-hmm. Carson Camp came from South Dakota. Carson Camp was a very talented quarterback last year at South Dakota. And I'm going to be completely honest. I am very deadpan on this show. Everybody knows that. I completely forgot that Carson Camp transferred to Portland uh, to, to Sac, Sac State. State. I think that that is one a very key addition, I will say, because Carson Camp is a very talented player, and he has been on the Hack City channel on an interview with Ryan. I didn't glaze over Carson Camp. I did not. I know you're a Carson Camp guy, because when I said Carson Camp, I said, oh, here's the guy that Joe's in love with. So uh, trust me, you wouldn't even let me set you up for the Carson Camp. How's he going to work in this system compared to South Dakota? All right? So, well, I don't uh, even know what the system's going to be. Who knows though. what That's, the system that- is? I didn't know what it was last year. It's going to be a T-bone. <laughs> Whenever we get... Uh, <laughs> It's going to be a wing tee. Whenever you get a defensive-minded coach, did you, I always... Did you mix the wing tee and the wishbone? 
I might have. I always assimilate whenever a defensive-minded coach comes in. I don't know why. It's so cliche that they just love running the football. I, I think that, that it's very cliche. Because it's easier to stop, so it's simpler for them. Kind of. Nonetheless, I think that the Carson Camp thing is very important. One of the more underrated, important transfers this year, but they've got a lot of hurdles that they have to get past. I know, I got gotcha. you. But you, you, you seen the meme with with Ryan Gosling and um, a, a stupid who? Uh, who's the who's the Joker that played Michael Scott in The Office? Uh, uh oh my God, Steve Carell. Steve Carell, and they're walking. O- offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. That's what it is. And, Best and, movie ever, by the and way. And then um. And Gosling is in a suit, and, and he's got the shoes and the hair. And then Carell is just in a long T-shirt and some slacks. And that's what it, that's what it is. So it's not a big-brained offense that I'm expecting out of Sacramento State. But still, they've got talent. They had guys that are starting to get used to winning. Uh, it's a good program. And as good as they were last year, I think they're still hungry. And you have to be hungry to do well in the big sky. It's always competitive. Out West, they beat the hell out of each other in the freezing cold, which is all fun for us to watch, but it is hard football, and it is hard, hard-nosed football. So unless you are so dynamic in a passing or, or so revolutionary in a run game, uh, then you have to have some hard-nosed culture in you to be able to wear down some of these defenses. So Sac State has a lot to bring uh, to the table. The uh, offensive coordinator, the new offensive coordinator, actually, no. He was the offensive coordinator. So Bobby Fresca, as I said the, in the chat, definitely looks like an offensive coordinator. Um, he was promoted to associate head coach and offensive coordinator at Sac State in December of 2023. He, I believe he was the quarterback's coach last year. So the positive here is that he is, and that was one of the things that was talked about during the offseason by promoting Andy Thompson they didn't really lose much of the previous coaching staff. And that was what the intention of this promotion, if you will, was to continue the momentum that they had already established. I think that there are positives to come from this. I think that by having your defensive coordinator lead the way, you are probably, and I don't think that they're losing many defensive players. Probably a lot of those guys are coming back. I do kind of like the fact that they've got Carson Camp coming in. But what I mean by a down year and what I was leading to earlier, they're not going to win 12 games. I think that their ceiling's closer to 10 or 9, which is still a good year. But to win the big sky, they you kind of have to win 11 games. You really do need that many wins to win the conference. So probably a good competitive year, but maybe not a year where they win. Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple. With their easy-to-use website and mobile apps, pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. 
Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, BetOnline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA, uh, especially, again, during the offseason. Always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. It's BetOnline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE50. It's promo code BELIEVE50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Yeah, looking at Bobby Fresquiz right now, uh, definitely taking care of his beard. Uh, I think that matters to him. Uh, good teeth, not going to knock him on that. But he's still he's got the salt and pepper beard, which I like. It's not fully dyed. Mm. I don't think he's dyeing his hair. Uh, not a Ryan Day guy. No, no, definitely not a Ryan Day guy. Close, close, but not not that far. I think I think I could play for this guy. I think I definitely could play for this guy. Sean, moving on down to Montana State, who. Had a good year last year, but it felt almost at times like it was a little bit of a down year, despite the fact that they went 12 and two, which is ridiculous. That was your narrative. (laughs) That was your narrative. That was not, that was not my narrative. Yes, it was. The returner, the key returning players for Montana state are the fact that they get their dual headed monster of Tommy Malott and Sean Chambers back at quarterback. And they remain having the strangest quarterback by committee approach that we will ever see in the history of college football where you've got two great runners that rotate neither one of them is a tremendous passer that's what hurt them when they played South Dakota State in the playoff but the way that I look at this Sean I believe that uh having both those guys return I think that they far and away should be the favorite to win considering the experience that they have at the quarterback position and assuming that they can ride the momentum and get over that hurdle, which held them back in trying to beat South Dakota State. That was the big hurdle that they had to surpass, and they couldn't do it. I think that they've got the juice to do it next year and to make it further and make it back to the national championship. Uh, who's our guy? Colin, timestamp that, because when August rolls around, you it's forgot just... Colin's name? I, no, I didn't forget Colin's name. So, the way you set that up, it sounded like you did. Hey, Colin... Clip that. So when August and September rolls around and Joe starts trash- trashing Montana State again, uh, I can have that ready to, to, to just play for myself and laugh because mm-hmm. you're a flip flopper when it comes to this team. And both of us have flip flopped about the quarterback because I'm realistic position. about their out, their their outcome. And it's a different season. They're a top four team in the FCS. Yeah. And so, for some reason, that doesn't that's not enough credential for you to put some respect on their name. I just put respect on there. A little bit. It was, seemed a little backhanded personally. And but I'm saying some believe that it was a down year for them. Stop saying some. You believe that. You don't double talk me into saying some believe. Nobody in Montana, Montana, well, Mont- the expectation Montana State was diehards might be like, oh, you know, I really wish we had won the championship. And Okay. Still. For as good as they were, the expectation was for Montana State to get back to the national championship and to compete to win it. It hurt them because of the bracket that they had to play yes. against South Dakota State. Okay, but let's. But look they at still this. got their their doors blown off. Let's look at the two last years about under under Brent Vegan. By the way, most important returner is that head coach coming back. Last two years, Vegan's not going anywhere. National championship, they lost. It happens. 
last year, semifinals, lost. It happens. Go that deep more times, more times, more times, you're going to win a national championship. I'm not sure if it's going to be this year or next year, but you have a coach that could take you that far. You've got a, 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 a freaky fast defense every year somehow getting 18 to 22-year-olds to, to f- sprint all over the field for 60 minutes. Incredible. And they have, they have uh, quarterbacks that are that are fearless. Go ahead. Tell, tell me they're not a top four team. I'm not going to say last year was a down year. I, just said, I, I, I refuse just, I, to say last year was a down year. They had a great year last year. I'm just saying that with the expectation, I think it was weird for me last year where I think some people were low on South Dakota State and I predicted South Dakota State to win the national championship. And a lot of people were really high on Montana State to repeat and they didn't. That's where I'm standing on this. For them to, it, it's like it's like Ohio State not making it to the national championship. It, like that's what it's like okay, for Montana that's kind State of fair. to not make that's it. That's kind of fair. They're that, that, that's kind that, of, I'm they're saying that's kind program. of fair. I'm saying that's kind of fair. You, okay. you were able to put your argument into a lens where I could see through it, which for the most part, Actually, wait. you bumble and stumble I, all along. No, no, just because I'm agreeing with you, don't I don't make the, it a worse team now. No, 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 I'm, no, no. I'm, I think that the better one, you is had a great one, Michigan. No, no, I think the better one's Michigan because they got they got their ass kicked in the quarter in the semifinal. They beat their big rival in Montana very handedly, uh, and they had a very good season. And they're returning their their quarterback slash quarterbacks. No, no, no. I think no, that no, no, the, the, no. I don't like Montana don't like that State as much. is Michigan I don't like that this as much year because Montana because Michigan lost to TCU. I don't like that at all. I like Ohio. I like the Ohio State who put up a really good fight against Georgia because Montana State but, put up a really good fight against South Dakota State. But my no, they didn't. It's tough ass conditions, jerk. They got blasted. I did fine. Remember the season better. Um, by the way, over under on name pronunciation corrections on Tommy Mallott in the comments. I think that might be it. It's not. I, I've stopped saying Mellet. I, I think is it Malat? I, I still don't know. I don't. It, I have only so much brain capacity, and it's the most difficult name to pronounce because it's it. It looks like it's said one way, but it's said another way. Him and Isaiah Afonze, uh, and it, you can't tell me how to to pronounce something on Twitter unless I hear you actually pronouncing it. Yeah, that's going to be need more people sending us videos. It's, it's Molot with a, a not E. You don't emphasize the E. It's Molot. And then or it's Molet. And I, no, Tommy M. Sean, the uh, Idaho potato thieves are the next team that we are discussing here. They seven and five last year was a huge year for them. They had a very big bounce back under a new head coach. I'm a big coach Eck fan. I think that he rallies around. Uh, or gets the community to rally around this program very effectively, more than I think any head coach that they've had in the past decade. I would still love to go visit and and be there for a a game, which maybe that's where we end up this year. They do have some key returners on offense. Hayden Hatton, their wide receiver, who had a very good last year. But I'm a big fan of Giovanni McCoy, who was a young player for them and had a very, very fantastic season at quarterback, a kid from California played really well. I think he's a very good athlete. Him playing for an offensive-minded head coach in Coach Eck, I believe that he is going to continue to take a step forward, and that this Idaho team, who, who was young, they were hungry, they are going to continue to ascend, and I believe could be fighting for a top spot here in the Big Sky based on some of the positive things that they showed us last year, especially when they beat Montana. Yeah, uh, McCoy had a good year last year, 2,700 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. If you're a college quarterback, you keep your interceptions under under double digits. 
I'm going to trust you with the with the wheel. And you have that ratio too. Yeah, it's it's a, like it's a fantastic ratio. Uh, I I also think if you're a college quarterback and you have under 15 passing touchdowns, you should not be running the ship. So let, let's try to stay within those parameters: over 15 and then under 10. Fair. What do you? What if you have two? What if you have two guys who are under 15 and they're running the football? <laughs> Tell that to Montana State fans. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm the, just the outliers could be outliers, but uh, I mean, I'm antagonizing. <laughs> of course you are. When are you not? Why are we not getting enough run? I don't know. Well, maybe stop thrashing them whenever you can. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, regardless, McCoy, uh, really good year uh, as, as a freshman and excited to see uh, what he's got cooked up next year. Uh, Idaho uh, seems to be a program on the rise, which is cool. Uh, one of the few things about Idaho that I would say is cool. Now I'm trashing them, which doesn't make sense either. But uh, Idaho fans should be uh, excited. I think Hayden, Hayden Hatton is a dog. Uh, every time that I watched Idaho film last year, he popped off the screen. So be excited for the offense. It'll be a fun season. Try to rally some defense and uh, some guys on the inside in the trenches. And you guys could be looking at a truly competitive season. Sean, UC Davis might have had... I think from like just the general national perspective, like a very average year going six and five. But we we all knew as FCS sickos that UC Davis was always that really sneaky team that could come along and pick you off if you're not paying attention. And they put up some really big fights against some very competitive opponents like South Dakota State was one of them that they had early on in the season. They're always a team, too, that I just feel like they always produce really good quarterback play and returning for them next year. They've got miles Hastings coming back who had a statistically pretty strong season. I don't think he got enough love for how good of a a quarterback he is. This conference got some pretty good underrated quarterbacks and they're not just the two Montana state guys who are fullbacks playing quarterback. You've got some guys who can sling it. You've got some guys with, with, with some great arms. And I think that Hastings fits that description and he should be brought up. It's going to be, by the way, it it has to be impossible to put together an all conference team at the quarterback position with all of these guys available. Yeah. At the beginning of, uh, during the show prep, I was reading out Hastings stats and I'm like, Oh, what is this guy doing? I realized it was from the year before, uh, which, you know, stupid 2021, 2021. So Mm. stupid being like, Oh, what is this guy doing here? Seven touchdowns, eight picks. And then, I see, oh, hey, dum dum, update the year. And then I see uh, 20, what, what am I looking at? 20 touchdowns, six picks. Oh, look at that growth. Look at that year to year. You got significantly better. UC Davis Hastings is saying you can suck it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you're going to come on here and say I'm a bad QB. You don't have it. No, you you improved greatly. 3,000 yards, a good completion percentage. So uh, that is very, that's what every college football fan wants to see. It doesn't. Let me tell you some some truths, okay? For the quarterback position, just some truths here. Unless you have a guy that as soon as he walks on campus, he he he's going to go to the NFL. You say, okay, here's Trevor Lawrence. Cool. We're happy with him. College football fans don't care about any other position. They don't. They care about watching their quarterback stink, and then the next year he gets better. So then before his junior year, they can hype him up and hype him up and hype him up and say this is our year because he got better last year. That's what college football fans care about. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. No, no, no. Absolutely Because a true college football fan will brag about the safety or the new strength coach that they brought in. Oh, look what he did at Georgia Tech and how much they changed these 18-year-olds when they before they turned 19. Okay. 
congratulations, Hardo. But real college football <laughs> fans, they care about watching their quarterback get better year to year. So junior year or senior year, they can go and try to win a national championship. That's what they care about. And now, UC Davis, congratulations. Uh, you have this opportunity. So enjoy this because it's as good as it's going to get before your team lets you down. Hopefully they have a pretty big year this year. They I, definitely I could. Got, they I, definitely could. It came off more cynical, but that's the truth of football. They got a lot of juice, though. I think that they've got some positive signs, uh, and I don't think Yolanzo Gilliam's coming back, but still Hastings is a very positive player to keep an eye on. Last team that was always in the headlines. Now everyone justifiably believe that Montana did not really deserve to be in the playoff, and there's a lot of criticism that comes to Coach Hawk about how well that they've played over the past couple seasons. The way that they got their teeth knocked in by Montana State at the end of the year is a little sketchy. Not a very good look. And they still made it to the playoffs. Yeah, it was a win and in, now, and then, oh, hey, you're still in. Don't worry. Okay, yeah. we, we'll just forget about that. We'll sweep it under the rug. The mental gymnastics, too, by the committee on why they made it is one of the most painful things that I've ever had to read. I would have 12 angry men that committee. I would have. Uh, <laughs> I got brain damage reading the explanation for why Montana made it into the playoff. They still went eight and five, which is a strong year. Montana's always going to be a tough, hard nosed team. But here's the way that I sit, Sean. And I know that you put on your rear. Nick Oz. That's how most people that they've sit. Gotten... Nick Osmo, shut up. Nick Osmo. Out. One of their star running backs or quality running backs coming back. I believe that Montana is one of those programs that beats the hell out of all the bad teams in their conference. But then when it's time for them to put up a fight against the big dogs, they tend to struggle. Yeah. And I, I can't put stock in them next year. And I just, I don't want to. Prove me wrong, Montana. <laughs> Montana fans are going to get so pissed because they all got so pissed at me when I, I reacted to the bracket. And I was like, you guys didn't belong. And they got so mad. And I'm going to sit here and say it again. Prove me wrong. Please. The uh, Montana fans must not understand Joe DeLeon and the grudges that Joe holds. I Master. you You can't go a week knowing Joe without him bringing up a grudge. And, oh, this person who, I'm like, Joe, who is that? Don't you remember freshman year? No, not really. Oh, okay. Well, well, now it's with whole fan bases. So, like, I've got a really big one with USC and Florida and Georgia. So, those are the what about South those Carolina? Are the three of my... Don't you have one with them? No, that one wasn't as bad because they're also losers. So, like, I just don't. It, it's, it's like you know, like when you're when you're a bunch of you got a bunch of losers yelling at you. It's like, okay, calm down, calm down. You're 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 fine. You guys will be okay. What about Holy Cross? But, uh, they're fine. Oh, you know, because okay. there's I've had some polite Holy Cross fans. You know, it, it it's they're fine. They are what they are. Um, yeah, I guess I have a Montana grudge too. It seems like it. Uh, regardless, the best player for Montana, at least on the offense, coming back, Nick Osmo, uh, 769 yards last year, seven touchdowns, 5.6 average yards per carry. He performed really well in the snow. I think he had like a 200-yard game in awful weather, which is really good to see out of a running back. I think he's a stud. I think you revolve your offense around him. Montana's probably going to have some freak wide receiver like they typically do and some linebacker that came out of a coal mine when he was six and decided I'm going to go bench press 225 <laughs> for 40 and just lead you guys and then go back into the coal mine when I'm 24. That's what they do, and I respect the hell out of them for it. Do they have coal mines in Montana? Uh, name a mine they don't have. 
they have them now. Yeah, that's what they got. Or you know, he's you know how how you see like the farming videos on on you know uh, Instagram or, or YouTube, and you know the, the farmers are just you know pushing the hay out of the back of the truck so that the cows can yeah. eat. He's just throwing them. That that's what this guy's doing. He's just he's just wrapping the hay himself and throwing them to the cows. Or you, you've got like the the two hundred twenty pound safety that just walked out of a lake and then right his, the his, field. his head is made of steel. And it, it, you yeah. know he's a super nice guy. He's a gentleman. But if you take a hit head to head with him, you're gonna uh, really have some trouble with the lights later on. <laughs> it's too bright. The lights are off. Oh my god! This is, I need a mask. I need. That has to be the that has to be the most casual way of describing a concussion that's ever been done on the show. It's, it's it, you do. I mean, come on. Oh, I mean, but that that's who they're gonna have. You know, that's who they're gonna have. A couple guys that never get out of four point stances on defense, no matter what. <laughs> These guys are awful. <laughs> <laughs> They're good players. Tough SOBs, man. They're good players, but, but pick a hand up. Go from a two point every now and then. You're <laughs> shooting yourself in my, in my knees. Bending a lot this game, man. <laughs> oh, awesome. Why does your helmet look like that? Oh, I never look up. Awesome, dude. Congratulations. <laughs> right. I, I just, like, I, I, I can't imagine. Like having to go up like with I remember like Dante Olson's like a really good He's example a of like somebody perfect gets... example. Yeah. Wait, how'd you get here? Oh. Did you take the bus? No, I was dragged behind a horse. That's what I was <laughs> that's how I got here. The bus actually ran me over, so I had to get I had to get here, and then I still had 15 tackles and a forced fumble. Oh <laughs> uh, Sean, that's a fantastic note to wrap us perfect. up on. Uh Big Sky, let us know what you guys think. Comment below your rankings how do you think they're gonna they're gonna finish out at the end of the season at joe delio and at sanderson radio sean any final thoughts hell no subscribe there you go drive safe this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.